0: Good morning, everyone. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? All right. Oh, good to see all of you out here today. And special welcome to uh, those uh, who are new with us and are uh, renewed with us. And uh, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We want to pray for Joe. Uh, He is still recovering, uh, wasn't feeling well this week, also Brenda, Brenda was in the hospital breathing problems, and she's out now, but, uh, you know, she needs our prayers uh, Continued healing, okay? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we uh, come before you now and pray for our brother Joe, and just pray that you um, continue to strengthen his body, strengthen him, uh, give him a total uh, uh, healing and strength, please, Father. And for Brenda, Lord, that with her uh, breathing uh, difficulties, please open up uh, her airways, Lord, and just make it easy for her to breathe. Uh, just continue to uh, minister to her body. Let your spirit, Lord, just just give her your touch of healing and help. Please, thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I just want to give another plug to the Christmas baskets. Uh, uh, that's quite a deal, quite an quite a, uh, event here at our church, and I heard, overheard uh, Bonnie, Bonnie and jo, uh, Joni, talk, they're going, door, going to the stores with the letters, getting donations, right? And they were pretty excited about that. I kind of heard, heard a little bit of news there, and uh, so that's neat. Well, we are in our second week in our series on stewardship, okay? So stewardship, second week out of three, this is a three-week series. Stewardship, It's 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 a series about managing the resources that God has given you, managing what God has given you, and particularly the resources of our time, our talent, and our treasure, okay? And today, we're talking about the resource of our treasure, the resource of our treasure. You know, God is our maker, and he's a giver of our resources. He's a giver of our talents, we're talking about talents today. He's a giver of all that we are. You know, somebody put it this once. Put it this way: what I am, what I am, is God's gift to me. What I do with what I am, is my gift to God. All right, all right. So we're going to talk about what what I do with what I am is my gift to God. What, what my life. The the gifts that I that He's given me to manage this you know we're talking this is Thanksgiving week I hope everybody's going to have a good Thanksgiving this week and as we're thinking about Thanksgiving we're thinking of thanking God giving thanks to God and uh, you know one of the best ways to thank God is to use the the uh, for our talents is to use them and to use them well use the and manage the gifts and talents that He has given to us. And use them well. Several years ago, a movie came out called *Chariots of Fire*. Anybody seen that? Yeah, most every, many. And it's about a uh, Olympic runner back in the nineteen thirties, uh, Eric Lydell, and his family was a missionary family to China. His sister Jenny was asking him. She why he was going to run in the Olympics uh, instead of joining their family back in China because they were a, a missionary family. And she thought he was putting uh, running before, before God. So Lydell, in, in the movie turns to her with a smile and, and, and he says this. He, you know, he, he says uh, to his sister Jenny, he says, Jenny, I'm going back to China. But I've got a lot of running to do first. God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. To give it up would be to hold him in contempt. You see, he explains, he says, it's not just fun to win, is to honor him. He was using his gift and his talent for the Lord. He was a devoted Christian, one of the finest runners in the world, and he knew where his talent came from. Liddell did win a gold. He did win a gold. He used his talent to bring to bring honor to God, to, t- to say thank you to God, and to bring praise to God. In the scripture, we're just about to read. We're going to read from 1 Peter chapter 4, if you want to get ready for that. Peter is instructing believers uh, uh, by the Spirit of God to live. For God and to honor God, to honor Him and to bring Him praise. So if you have a Bible, and I think it's going to be on our screen as well, 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. So as we're turning there, if you're able and willing, once we get there, if you'll stand with me and we'll read 1 Peter 4, verses 7 through 11. And it says this. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober mind, of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift You have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and power forever. And ever, Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Use the talents. Use the talents that God has given you, the way that brings honor to God, the way that brings praise to God. And that's what Peter is talking about. Whatever, whatever uh, uh, ta- gift you might have, whatever talent you might have, uh, manage it well for the Lord. Because in managing it well, you're saying thank you to God. Manage your talents for the Lord. Why? Why should we manage our talents that way? We're going to look at three reasons. We're going to look at three reasons. Why should we be a good steward of our talents? Why should we... We're going to look at three reasons why we should not ignore the talents that God has given you. Three reasons to manage your talents for the Lord. And the first reason is this. Because you are entrusted by God. You are entrusted by God. You've been given the responsibility to use your talent. Now, there are natural talents, and there are spiritual gifts. You know, God has given natural talents to people like maybe athletic abilities, uh, gardening abilities, uh, like uh, I know Bonnie has. Is Bonnie here today? Oh, Bonnie's not here. I love how Bonnie, uh, in Koinonia class, sometimes she would grow her plants and uh, vegetable plants, bring them in, and share them with everybody. We got some, right, love? I don't know if we did. I mean, uh, <laughs> I think I was supposed to take care of it. I didn't do a good job. But she, she's got the talent for that natural ability. to. And, and, so God gives people natural uh, uh, talents, and he gives people, spirit, the believers in Christ, spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts for the building up of the body of Jesus Christ. Both, both natural talents and spiritual gifts can be used to bring God glory. But And what Peter is writing about here is the spiritual gifts. When he's talking about use the gifts that you've been given. The word in the original language is charisma. Charisma means a, a gift that you freely be given. You can't earn it. You can only freely receive it, just like salvation. It's freely received as a gift. Your spiritual gifts can, are given by God. Salvation is a gift. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, By grace you're saved through faith. It's a gift of God, not by works. It's a gift. Spiritual gifts are, are, are received as, uh, as just that, as gifts from God. And as you look now, at verse uh, ten, at verse ten, it says this: It's in uh, First Peter ten. It says, "Use whatever gift you have uh, received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's varied grace." You see, here's what happens when you accept as a faithful steward. Talking about being a steward or a manager of what belongs really to God, when you accept Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit comes into you. And you are not only receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, but you receive the gifts the Holy Spirit gives. You receive spiritual gifts. And that's what we're talking about this morning. Your talents and your gifts. You receive spiritual gifts. And you become then a part of the, of the body of Christ. A part of the body. And we belong together as a body, as a spiritual body. We, we belong together. We work together. We're, we're to use our gifts together, as, a, as one, as one. Let's take a look. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul, so Paul's Paul talking about the, the fact that we are one. That, although there's many parts, there's many gifts, there's many individuals within the body, we are all one, and we belong to each other. He says it this way. 1 Corinthians 12, beginning with verse 14. He says this, he says, even so the body is made up of one part, not made up of one part, but of many. So if the foot says, because I am a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being being of the body. If the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, what would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. You see, all the gifts are make the one body, the one body in Jesus Christ. So we belong to each other. As one body in 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 Christ, where you know there's a large segment segment in our society that wants to find people that want to find their own individual spirituality. They won't don't want to have anything to do with organized religion. They want to have what they call church-free spirituality. No attachment, uh, no obligation, uh, just a free individual. No attachment, no obligation, free individual religion. Well. That's not how the, body, the family of God works. Amen. That's not how the body of Christ works. No one is given a gift just to, to expand on uh, for their own individual uh, enjoyment. Anyone who's ever given a gift of the Spirit is given it to serve someone else. Amen. We're given it to serve one another. Our gifts are, are, are to serve one another. Because we're one body. We're one body in Christ. Verse 10, it says, to use your gifts as good stewards. You know, to serve others. Do you see it there? It's, it's in verse, for, verse 10. To serve others. Or as a New American Standard says, to serve one another. We are saved to serve. Amen. Jesus said, I did not come here to be served, but to what? Serve. To serve. If Jesus came to here, to serve, what are we to do? Serve. serve. Amen. Serve. Amen. So we're to use our spiritual gifts to serve one another to build up the body of Christ. Listen how Rick Warren talks about this in his book Purpose Driven Church. He says this. He says, "God gave me a gift not for me, but for you. God gave you a gift not for you, but for me. If you don't use your gift, you're depriving me. If I don't use my gift, I'm robbing you." You see, we, we, we belong to each other. We need each other. Our gifts are for serving one another. Every Christian has been entrusted with a spiritual gift from God. Manage your gift. Manage your gift and talents for the Lord. We are dependent upon each other. So the first... The reason why we're to manage our gifts and talents for the Lord because we're entrusted by God, by the Holy Spirit. We're entrusted with a gift and and made part of His body. Number two, why manage your talents and gifts for the Lord? You are an instrument. You are an instrument of God. Here's the thing. We are to function. As a body together, we belong to each other we've already we've already talked about that it, it, we're, it, to, to be fully functioning as a church, to be fully functioning as individuals, we need to function together and we function together listen listen to this as an orchestra of God you see the the orchestra of god's family, everyone in this orchestra has a part to play so so what gift so 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 what gifts are the gifts? Of the Spirit, where do you find the gift of the Spirit in the Bible? Now, I'm going to tell you this. Most bu- biblical scholars say that the gifts that are listed in the Bible are not the full gift. That there's probably many more, but there are four chapters that I'm going to tell you in a minute. You might want to write them down. Uh, four particular chapters. Two of them. Uh, are in the books that are in chapter chapters 12 and I'll tell you what book in a minute two of them are in chapters 4 the chapters that are uh, the books in chapter 12 are Romans chapter 12 1 Corinthians chapter 12 the Romans that are in, in chapter 4 are Ephesians chapter 4 and 1 Peter 4 I'll say that again in case you're writing those down Romans 12 1 Corinthians 12 Ephesians 4 and 1 Peter 4 the listing of the spiritual gifts now in those gifts, in those gifts, you'll find, you, you, you'll find spiritual gifts such as teaching, the gift of encouraging, the gift of mercy, the gift of helps uh, and on. The, and we'll be offering we'll be offering a class as a church so to help you determine what your gifts are that'll be coming up in, in the near future. But every believer does have a gift given by the Holy Spirit to enable you as an instrument to be played for the glory of God. God wants us as Calvary Baptist Church, he wants to continue to play beautiful music through the ministries of our church. We're the orchestra of God. Everyone, everyone here, church family, If you're a believer in Christ, you are an instrument. You are an instrument of God to use the gifts that he's given. How do you know what part you play? How do you know what your gift is? You know, think about. Think about the things that you do. Think about the things that you... that you enjoy, that you like to do, and that you think you do well, how can you use those as a ministry within the body of Christ? Ask a friend, ask a coworker, ask a church member. The things that they see that you do best. Uh, what have others affirmed in you that you can use to minister to others? Maybe there's something you're interested in and haven't yet pursued. You can, you know, you can volunteer to serve here at our church. You can volunteer in the ministries of our church. Maybe there's something that that you're interested in and haven't yet pursued. Or maybe there's a ministry God has put on your heart that we're not yet doing. You can talk to me. You can talk to the deacons. We can help you navigate the possibilities of this type of ministry. So we want everyone to, to be using their gifts as God puts it upon your heart. Because ultimately, ultimately, your gifts are something God calls you to. It's something the spirit calls you to. And when you exercise these, your gifts, uh, you're managing and exercising your gifts. It gives meaning to life and it gives joy to your spirit. Eric Little, I mean Eric Lydell said to his sister that God made me fast, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. You know, what gift, you know, what, what, God, the, what God gives as a gift, you'll find pleasure in doing. You'll find pleasure in doing. God will guide you by His Spirit to do it. You know, the first person in the Bible that was filled with the Spirit, it was not a prophet. It was not a priest. It was a craftsman for the Lord. If you want to turn with me, we're going to look at Exodus chapter 31 in just a moment. It was a craftsman for the Lord. God was having the tabernacle built. They were in the desert. Moses was leading the Israelites. And they were building and beautifying the worship center, the tabernacle, for worship to God. And in Exodus chapter 31, in verse 1 through 6, it says this. Exodus 31, it says this. It says... Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm in Exodus 31, verse 1. The Lord says to Moses, See, I have chosen Bazalel, son of Uri, going down to verse 3, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for the work in gold and silver and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, to engage in all kinds of crafts. Moreover, I have pointed Oholiab, but Oholi, 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 that's a tough name. Oholiab, son of yes, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. I have also given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I have commanded. Isn't that interesting? God gave the skill. God put it in their heart. To use the gifts that God had given them. And in chapter 35 of Exodus, in verse 35, in chapter 5, you see, they they themselves then trained other workers. And God says this about all, all those who have been trained and gifted by His Spirit. He says this in Exodus 35, 35, it says, He has filled them with skill to do all kinds of work. As engravers, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple and scarlet yarn and fine linen and weavers, all of them skilled workers and designers. You see, God gave them the gift. This was a calling. They had answered the call that God had put upon them. And God uh, worked through them. They were an instrument They were managing their gifts as an instrument of God. And God, what what has God called you to do? What has God called you? Manage the gifts and talents, your gifts and talents for the Lord. Why? Because you are an instrument of God. You're entrusted by God. You're an instrument of God. And third and finally, you are accountable to God. You're answerable to God. For using the gifts that you've been given. The question is this, how faithful have you been? How faithful have you been to use the gifts you've been given? Verse 10 of 1 Peter 4 says, to use the gifts, be good steward of this, these gifts, to use them uh, for God's praise and for God's glory. It says, be good stewards. Be good stewards of the gifts that you've been given. Now, a steward, as I said, is one who, re, who uh, responsible for something that belongs to someone else. As we learned last week, everything we have is on loan from God. Amen? Amen. Everything we have is on, on loan. Our time, talent, and treasure is on loan from God. And, 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 and Jesus gives a parable in Matthew 25, a parable about money being loaned. You might be familiar with the parable of the talents. The parable of the talents. Talents was a form of money. In the New International Version, it's called, they call it bags of gold. And Jesus, and Jesus is telling this parable about the the, the money loaned by the master. Now, the master represents Jesus Christ himself. The servants represent those that profess to be believers. And it says this. I'm going to begin in Matthew 25, 14. It says this. Uh, Jesus talks about a man who's going on a journey. That's the master. And he called his servants and entrusted them, trusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. All right? So he left them alone. He let them do what they would do with these bags of gold. So what happened? So what happened? Now the two, the two that had had the five bags and the two bags, they went to work work right away and invested it. They put it in the bank. They got a double portion of what they started with. Uh, The one that had five ended up with 10. The one that had two ended up with four. The master comes back and he asks them, what have you done with the money that I've given you? And they they explained. They they talk to him uh, about what they've done. And and they told him that they've invested it. And and it's doubled. It's doubled. And so then the master is pleased. He's pleased with what they've done. And he says this. He says this. And I'm in verse 21. He says, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. He's saying this to both of them. You've been faithful with few. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. See, they were faithful with the gifts, with the talents that they had been given. Incidentally, the the money here, the gold bags represent any resource that God would have given us. Time, talent, or treasure. This represents, uh, and we're using it this morning to represent our talents, our spiritual gifts, and our spiritual gifts. They were accountable and rewarded for being faithful to the Lord, for investing what God had given to them, just like God invests in us. Somebody put it this way. God has invested talent in each of us. Just as people who invest in stocks and bonds expect a return, Huh? God expects a return on His investment. He expects to he expects us to use what we've been given because that's what it's been given for to use he wants us to use our talents use our gifts don't bury them don't bury them so the master asked the servant now the one that had just the one bag of gold what he did with his some of you know the story ah <laughs> Brian knows it <laughs> he said he said well I buried it I put it in the ground, you know. I didn't use it. He showed no love for the master. He was unfaithful to the master. He was unwilling to use what the master had given him. And for this failure to bear fruit, it brought judgment upon him. Verse 26 and 27 of Matthew 25. It says this. The master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. He says this, verse 27. He says this, You should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received received it back in interest. It showed this servant to be a hypocrite. What he represents, those that claim to be Christian but bear no fruit all of their life. There's no fruit bared for the Lord. So this servant the master calls wicked and lazy, verse 31, is is thrown out. Verse 30, he's thrown out. It says, throw this worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This man was not a believer. This man was not did not have a love for the Lord, for his master, as we need to have a love for the Lord. Manage your gifts and talents that the Lord has given to you. You will be accountable for what you do with it. You will be accountable. God God wants us to be faithful. Put all you have into what you have. Be faithful. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 11 again. It says this. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. The New Living Translation says it this way. It says this. It says, do it with the strength and the energy that God supplies. In other words, put your heart into what you do for the Lord. And do it with all of your heart. Show the character. Do it. Show God the character, the excellence of God's character, and the excellence of what you do, the excellence of your work. And do it for His praise. Verse 11 says it that way. It says, do it uh, that God be praised and for His glory. Do it for His his glory. All the work you do, give your best to the Lord. God has called you to be excellent because He's excellent. You cannot be lazy and be excellent at the same time. Ted Engstrom, the former head of World Vision International, once said this, every true worthwhile achievement... Every true worthwhile achievement of excellence has a price tag. The question you must answer for yourself how much am I willing to pay? In hard work, patience, sacrifice, endurance to be a person of excellence. Your answer, he says, is important because the cost is great. He said, Your answer, your answer, the cost is great. It's important because the cost—the cost was great for Jesus when He gave His all for us on the cross. Are you willing to give your all to Him? We're accountable to God to pay the price for excellence and be faithful for what you've been given. You and I are accountable to God. Manage the talents. Manage your talents for the Lord. Why? Why should you manage your talents and your gifts? Because you've been entrusted by God with the charisma, the free gift of the Holy Spirit, and the gifts the Holy Spirit brings. You are attached to the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. Number two, you're an instrument of God. You're part of God's orchestra. It's important to find your part Bezalel was a master craftsman who played his part in building the tabernacle. The the Spirit filled him with ability and with skill, and the Spirit wants to fill you and lead you in, in, in in the spiritual gifts that He has for you to do. And third, you are accountable to God, accountable to be faithful to the gifts and the talents that He's given you. Make an investment. Make an investment for the master. Bear fruit. Bear fruit for the Lord. Reflect his character of excellence. Bring glory to his name. Eric Lydell knew the talent that he had been given. He knew, as, he, he knew from where it came. And he ran with all of his heart to show God's glory. To show God's excellence. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have been gifted to run the race, pay the price to all and to all for the glory of God, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, to all to the glory of God. We're to be managers of our talents, managers of our gift. Ask God, pray to God, ask him to lead you to know where what your gifts may be. And give it, give him, give him your all. Amen. Father God, we thank you, God, for just uh, your word, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit that comes to indwell us when we believe in Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. And Lord, help us all to to, to know what gifts we might have. Lead us by your Spirit. Put the desires in our heart and the the understanding uh, of what you want us to do and, and how you want to lead us. And thank you, Jesus, that you gave us the greatest gift of all. when You gave it yourself at Calvary. Help us, Lord, to give you our all in serving you with the gifts that we've been given. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen, everyone.